Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 99. The Lord is king, but the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim, let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. Mighty king, lover of justice, you have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Extol the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also was among those who called on his name. They cried to the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them in the pillar of cloud. They kept his decrees and the statutes that he gave them. The Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Extol the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. Hear, O Israel, you are about to cross the Jordan today to go in and dispossess nations larger and mightier than you, great cities fortified to the heavens, a strong and tall people, the offspring of Anakim, whom you know. You have heard it said of them, Who can stand up to the Anakim? Know then today that the Lord your God is the one who crosses over before you as a devouring fire. He will defeat them and subdue them before you, so that you may dispossess and destroy them quickly, as the Lord has promised you. When the Lord your God thrusts them out before you, do not say to yourself, It is because of my righteousness that the Lord has brought me to occupy this land. It is rather because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is dispossessing them before you. It is not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart that you are going in to occupy their land. But because of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God is dispossessing them before you, in order to fulfill the promise that the Lord God made an oath to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Acts chapter 3, verses 11 through 16. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's portico, utterly astonished. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people, You Israelites, why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us as though by your own power or piety we made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you have handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is strong through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. In thinking about military service and 
the Christian faith, which has adopted and been grafted on to this, uh, to the Hebrew scriptures and, and traditions. Um, the When the Israelites have left Egypt, they've wandered for 40 years and they prepare to enter the promised land. Moses and Aaron have both died um, and Joshua is now leading them. And the question of the justifiability of all this is often uh, kind of a big part of debates about um, war and armed service and peace. Um, and this passage in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy um, drives home one um, theory uh, about what to do with the violence in the Old Testament that I find pretty compelling. It's from a theologian by the name of John Yoder. Um, and he's um, recently come uh, to kind of fall out of graces um, because of uh, sexual assaults and uh, harassment and stuff like that back in the 80s and 90s. Um, but his theology, uh, some of it, most of his published work at least, um, seems really um, intriguing. And what he says about the Old Testament is that... Um, the one way to make sense of the Old Testament violence, um, because it's not uniform, uh, there's, you know, God tells the Israelites in some places to kill everything, some places to only kill the men, some places to kill nothing. Um, the lack of uniformity makes it impossible to create any, like, systematic way to determine whether, you know, whether God is doing something with violence or if there's something else going on, Right. So if there was, if God always said, well, kill the men, but leave the women, or sometimes said kill the women, then maybe there's something about, you know, vengeance or um, uh, maleness or something, I don't know. But what Yoder says is that what it is, uh, if there's any consistency to it, uh, that consistency is that they do this violence, which isn't called good, but they do it in strict obedience of God. Um, he even says that many of, uh, especially in this uh, taking of the promised land in Canaan, um, many of it is, is liturgical. It's almost like a parade. So the, the Jericho campaign, you know, if you can imagine in the modern era, some, you know, the chaplain saying, hey, what we're going to do is march around Fallujah seven times. We're going to bring the Marine Corps band. They're going to blow their trumpets we're going to loop around it seven times each day for seven days, and then we'll just wait for, you know, victory. Because that's kind of what Jericho is. It's this liturgical parade where the priests are leading the procession. They have the Ark of the Covenant, and they're blowing trumpets seven times, uh, circling the city seven times on seven days. And on the seventh day, they let out a loud cry, and um, the walls fall down magically. Um and so Yoder says that what's really going on is God is teaching them obedience. This isn't about, you know, the morality of war or violence. That's, that's kind of not what's at stake for the ancient Israelites, but rather it's obedience to God. Um, and so in one instance, when a young man steals something, I think from Jericho, he steals a silver platter or something and hides it away. Um, a con, I think. Um, his whole family is killed because they violated the strict command to obey God and to not take any spoils of war. Um, and so the whole, uh, the whole body of uh, Israel, the Israelites, um, they, have, they go out and stone him and his family to death, and it's a horrible scene. Um, but the point is, 
they've disobeyed. And that's the one thing that, that Yoder and a small group of other theologians um, that write that I, I think that the theory seems to hold water. And here in Deuteronomy 9 is when we get kind of an explicit taste of that. And he says, um, I think it's Joshua speaking to Israel before they crossed the Jordan. And he says, you know, don't say to yourself, it's because I'm right that God is bringing me here and giving me this. It isn't about you, in fact. It's about them, and it's about the wickedness of what they've done and what God is doing. God is dispossessing them before us. It isn't because of our righteousness or the uprightness of our heart that we're going in to take this thing. It's not a reward, um, but because of the wickedness of these nations, God is doing this thing. And it isn't us that's doing it, in this, at least in Deuteronomy. Um, and I think that's important to think about also in terms of uh, whether or not God is a grunt or Jesus is a grunt and the the kind of uh, overall kind of interest and persona of this podcast and Pew Pew HQ that part of part and parcel of being a grunt sure it's being an infantryman or being you know on the front lines but more importantly it's about taking orders it's about you know all the input that they want from you is a is a an affirmative grunt, right? Go out and do go and do likewise, right? And I think that's why um, it's important to think about military and armed service, not just because of you know the military is an important subject to think about, but the military helps the church understand what it means to be obedient even to the point of death, um, to be humble, and to. Re- remind themselves that it's not about being right. It's not about getting the right theology, even though that may be helpful. Um, Ultimately, it's about knowing our place before God um, and to be uh, humble and to to persevere. And that's what um, the pew-pew people, these humble-hearty folks, that's what being a grunt and I think also what being a Christian uh, might actually be all about. Prayer of Self-Dedication from the Book of Common Prayer Almighty and Eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you, and then use us, we pray, as you will and always to your glory and to the welfare of your people, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, You can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. 
finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.